Oh my goodness. The live button has a lit. Can't believe it. Rebel Parenting. It's been so long. Can't believe it. How long has it been? I don't even want to look. Uh, I can tell you it's been long enough to make me nervous. So uh, the Atomic Mom is sitting over there watching because I needed the support. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it has been a long time. It has been a long time. Hope you got the text uh, saying that we're going to be on the show right now. And um, let's dive into it. Uh, we've been getting lots of emails and texts and phone calls and um, recently Instagram posts. I have uh, been deplatformed from Instagram for quite some time. I am just back on. I don't even know my name. I can't even tell you what it is. I think it's Mr. Dot Ryan Dot Dobson. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Um, I'm excited to be here. But all the message we get, it's, is this the uh, coming apocalypse? Um, you know, can you believe what's happening? Are they coming to take our kids and they're going to take our guns? Like, it's just craziness. I, I hear chaos and fear all the time, all the time. And I've been trying to figure out how do I respond to this? Uh, how do I talk to people that are calling me? What do I say in these times? And so I can't tell you, I am so excited to talk to you today. I am thrilled. So message your friends. Tell them to get on Rebel Parenting right now because we are going after it. Um, anxiety, fear of the unknown future. The studies come out. One third of America has clinical depression or clinical anxiety right now. The coming mental health crisis is huge. Most of it is depression and anxiety. Fear of the unknown future. When will this end? How will it affect me? Will I lose my job? All the what ifs. All of the what ifs. And people are calling all the time, Ryan, what's going to happen? And I don't know. I can't see the future. And so people need comfort. They need to know what to do in these times. And uh, so I'm going to talk about it. And Laura and I talk about this a lot. And we talk about this in therapy. And that is when you get on that crazy train of the what ifs. And I'll let you know, um, I was laid off my primary job in March of last year. And it was when I was in the parking lot of the ophthalmologist as I was getting ready to pay for three pairs of prescription glasses. Two were bifocals. Uh, and I got the phone call saying I was being laid off. And it was like, I'm about to spend $1,000 on glasses. And I, what? You know, and it was every fear you could imagine hit me at that moment. Uh, how would I make up the difference? How would I pay for the glass? I mean, you name it, I had the fear. And in therapy and in counseling, <clears throat> we've been told many times to go back to what do you know to be true? What do you absolutely know to be true? Capital T, truth, 100% true. And I want to talk about that. Romans 8.28. And please do not turn if you think this is going to be some kind of cliche message here. Uh, that would be uh, offensive. And I would say, how dare you? Romans 8.28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And we know, I've boldened this and underlined it. If you want to go to the show notes at rebelparenting.org.com, uh, uh, you will find the show notes. All of my notes will be there for you. Uh, but we know, up in our heads, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord who are called according to his purposes. I love the Lord, I'm called according to his purpose, that therefore all things will work out to good. Do I feel it right now? Maybe, maybe not. But regardless of what I feel down here in my heart, I know in my head to be true. 
that God loves me. He cares for me. He's got my best interest in mind. I know that to be true. Some people say the longest journey is from the head to the heart. The head to the heart. I feel so much anxiety and I have to go back to what do I know to be true. Uh, Colossians 1, I've got to pull this out. I'm so blind, my bifocals. Uh, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him, all things were created in heaven and earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. He knows everything. He is in control of everything. And the only reason that we exist and the earth exists is because he is holding it together right now. That's it. Now, do I understand what's going on? I do not. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. Do I know what's going to happen in the future? I do not. What I do know is that all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So important for me. In all your ways, submit. Trust in him. He will make your path straight. I've got two great resources in the show notes from crossway.org on fear. You will love it. It'll change you. It's awesome. Okay. Now, this is super important. Can't believe I haven't been getting to this before, but I am so excited about it. And this is good for you. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your kids. I'm telling you, we hear the fear everywhere. What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And to calm those fears, we go back to the word of what we know to be true. And let's go to Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 and the Old Testament promises in 2020, the most searched for scripture the entire year was Isaiah 41.10 which says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now I struggle with that because God was clearly speaking to Israel and this is 2021 and uh, I struggle with that and I hear a lot of people talk about it, but it is hard to ask people when they are trying to make you feel better and when they're afraid to and they're giving you scripture and it's hard in those moments to go, yeah, but wasn't God talking to Israel? How do I know he's talking to me today? And uh, so in my action items, I will have educate yourself. And I went online today. I was educating myself with John Piper. Ooh, so good. I'm going to include the link to his video in the show notes as well. And he's talking about... Can you take the old promises to heart? When it says, don't be afraid for I am with you, can I say, is the Lord looking at me right now in my anxiety and in my fear? And he is saying that to me today. Yes. Yes, I can. Here's why. Okay. I'm going to dive through this. Stick with me. If you want to go through the show notes, you can, and it will make more sense. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, who's going to be Abraham, go from your country and your kindred, and your father's house, the land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you, and this is the bold part, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Therefore, the blessings of Abraham come down to all the families of earth. Now, Galatians 3.9 says, So then, 
in the bold, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. That's amazing. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more like Isaiah is speaking to me. Not 100%, but more. Galatians 3.16, now we're going to narrow it down, okay? Narrow it down. Is he speaking to me specifically? Yes, and here's why. Now, the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. That was my question. It does not say into offsprings, uh, referring to many, but referring to one, which is what my problem was. And to your offspring, who is Christ. Galatians 3.29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Praise the Lord. So when you're feeling afraid and you don't know where the money is going to come from and you don't know how the bills are going to be paid and you don't know if you'll keep the lights on, you don't know how you pay your employees and you don't know if your marriage is going to survive and you don't know what your kids are going to do and you don't know where their school is going to come from and you don't know what's going to happen with the election and the next election and the last election and all the things that are worrying you, you can know that the Lord says, fear not for I am with you. Now, here's the interesting thing. I was thinking about this and I was struggling because I was thinking, but I like being scared. Right? Rode a motorcycle for a decade. Tried to surf in big waves with my wife. I like being scared. But that's different. I like the feeling of adrenaline when I get scared, when I'm nervous about those things. Right before I go on Rebel Parenting, right before I go on to stage. But I know that the Lord sees me. I know he knows me. I know he has my future in the palm of his hand. I know that he loves me so much he sent his son to die for me. And so when I am afraid, when I am anxious, I turn back to what I know to be true. And that is God's promises. And so to those who are afraid, I would say, go to God's promises. Action items. When we are afraid, when we don't know what to do, we want to plan. We want action. We want to feel like we're doing something. So let me give you some action items. One, pray. Read scripture. Pray and read scripture. I can't tell you enough to pray and read scripture. Pray because the Lord wants to hear from you. You know you're married. Laura's sitting over here. She knows when I'm anxious, right? She's like, my goodness, you dummy. Won't you tell me? And I think, well, you know I'm anxious. You know what's going on. Sure, I do. I do know you're anxious, but don't you want to talk to me about it? Well, I don't know. It makes me feel vulnerable and afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it makes us closer. She wants to hear from me, and so does the Lord. He wants to hear from you. If you're angry, it's okay. Read the Psalms. David was angry all the time. Great stuff on anger in the Psalms. Read it out. It's not like the Lord's afraid of your anger. Oh, no, Ryan's afraid. Ryan's angry. He's not worried about it. But it will build your relationship with him to tell him that you're afraid, to tell him you don't know what the future is going to hold, to say, I believe, but help me believe more. It's going to build your relationship. By the way, do it with your spouse too. My goodness, I'm afraid. Like, don't freak him out. But, you know, build the relationship. Get vulnerable. Number two, educate yourself and stop riling yourself up. I can't tell you this enough. Stop riling yourself up. Okay, turn off mainstream media, all of it. Turn off Fox, turn off MSNBC, turn off CNN, turn off all the mainstream media stuff. It's just a bunch of people yelling, okay? And by and large, maybe don't watch your news for a while. Maybe read your news for a while and look for honest sources of news. Or maybe skip it for a while. 
Go through your feed on your social media post. Go through your feed of who you follow and click on those people and look at their last eight posts. If most of it's negative, delete. Don't fill your mind with garbage, my guess. Don't fill it with anxiousness. Don't fill it with hate. Don't fill it with hate. Focus on what you can, not on what you can't. Focus on what you can do, not on what you can't do. You can work on your relationship with your husband and your wife. You can tell your kids how much you love them, how much God loves them, and how special they are, and how much you love being their parent. You can say, I'm sorry, to who you need to say, I'm sorry to. You can be a witness to your neighbors. I was at church uh, two weeks ago. This week, it was literally below zero and snowing, and I just couldn't make it out. So sorry, Glenn. Um, but I was listening two weeks ago, I preached from Jonah and it was life changing for me. And I want to talk about it because in Matthew seven twelve it says, so whatever you wish others would do to you do also for them, for this is the law and the prophets, the golden rule, right? Doing others what you want them to do to you. We all know this to be true and we've stopped doing it. Okay. If you go through Jonah quickly, uh, Jonah was called to Nineveh to tell them that God was going to cast judgment upon them because they were so wicked. Uh, in Nineveh, in his history, was the first people to have a standing army. Prior to that, if people raided you, you just got whoever was around and like, go grab some sticks, let's go. They were the first people to have a standing army, not for protection but to conquer and harass other peoples. They were a terrible, terrible people. They were so bad that when God called Jonah to them, he was like, no way, I'm sailing in the direction. We all know the story. They threw him overboard, swallowed by the fish, three days in, spit him out, he goes to Nineveh, right? We don't, that's like the obedience thing. We don't read the rest of it very often. He goes into Nineveh, shouts out, the Lord's gonna cast judgment upon you. Everyone from the king down repents. Everyone goes into fasting and mourning. Literally everyone, animals included. The king puts on ashes and sackcloth and says, not even the animals can graze or drink. We are in such repentance. And so the Lord doesn't cast judgment and it makes Jonah so mad. He says he wishes he was dead. And he goes out outside the city and waits. And he's just sitting there angry, mad. And the Lord causes a bush to grow up and give him some shade and shelter. And it's like, oh, man, finally a little relief. And then the next day, a worm eats the bush and it dies. And Jonah's so furious. And the Lord, my goodness, if you have toddlers, you've had this conversation. The Lord goes, Jonah, is this anger really justified at the plant? And he's like, it is. I'm so mad. I wish I was dead. He doubles down. The Lord's like, hey, are you being reasonable? I am being reasonable. I'm so reasonable, I want to die. Like, okay. The Lord goes, my goodness, Jonah, you're mad about a bush that you didn't plant, you didn't work for, and it only existed for a day. And you're telling me I can't have pity on Nineveh? A city of 120,000 people that don't know their right hand from their left? And their animals? And then the book ends. I thought that was so fascinating that the book just ends right there. And it says that the Lord loves his creation. Whether they're obeying him or not isn't the point. He created those 120,000 people, those bunch of... By the way, isn't it kind of funny? He's like, look at those idiots. I created them. They didn't even know they're right over their left. 
when you look at your neighbors and your maybe even your leaders and you think they don't know their right hand from their left, sometimes we treat them as if the Lord doesn't love them enough to send his son to die for them too. Prior to the election, I kept seeing the sticker that said resist. It never says exactly what we're resisting, but I'm pretty sure I get the picture. But here's what I want. Can we resist immaturity? Can we resist what Satan wants? He wants you to be so focused on what makes you afraid that you forget about what's beautiful in your spouse or your family, your kids, your parents, your neighbors, or the relationship, or whatever it is. Have you forgotten what's right next to you because of something you can't control and isn't, isn't changing your day right now? I mean, you just focused on the negative all day long and you forget about the spouse that might need your help or the kid that might be anxious because their whole world has been turned upside down. And we're screaming about, oh my goodness, take your pick. Masks and vaccines and lockdowns and flights and politicians and all the things we think are dumb. And man, there's a lot of dumbness out there. But in the midst of that, can we who believe in the one true God, pull up our big boy pants and act like it? Please? Can we reach out to our neighbors that we just don't understand? Especially in our churches? Can you sit next to this person you go, how can we sit under the same pastor and you vote this way? I don't understand. Don't. Don't understand. Just be their friend. Reach out. Stand up for the truth. When we talk about educating yourself, we have a midterm election in two years. I will talk about it as it gets nearer, and I will educate myself. There's great resources in the show notes for educating yourself on what's actually taking place in our nation's capital by rational, reasonable people that will give you the truth with a capital T. So <clears throat> in closing, well, it's been quick. Good deal. 20 minutes. In closing, the action items. When you are afraid, when you feel your heart racing, when you feel anxious, what can you do? Pray and read the scripture. Go back to what you know to be true. Pray and read the scripture. Go back to what you know to be true. Educate yourself instead of getting riled up. If it's a social media riling you up, delete it for a while. If you need to find out, if you need to to concentrate and focus on whatever's pure and whatever's noble and whatever's lovely. Meditate on such things. Then maybe take a class online or go look at a sunset and focus on the fact that when you see that sunset in the formation of the earth, the Lord knew that you would be standing there at that moment looking at the sunset and relating to him and his creation. He knew you'd be there seeing the sunset, thinking it was beautiful, and he thought about you when he created that sunset. And you can take hold the promises of Isaiah and the rest of the Old Testament to heart. And don't isolate. The atomic mom came in. I was asking her for action items. She said, don't isolate. Get in community. Get with some people. We're all too isolated. We're used to hugging and handshaking and high-fiving and 
now we're fist bumping and elbow bumping. So whoever you need to find that you can hug and high five and be near, or if you can just be near, be near, get in some community. Focus on what you can do, not on what you can't do. You can hang out with your family. You can make an effort. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to be back each and every week. We love you so very much. RebelParenting.org. Sign up for the newsletter. All the show notes are there. We are a nonprofit. We could use your funds. Everything's tax deductible. God bless. Can't wait to see you soon. 